Welcome to AM Best Audio. The MENA region has been one of the emerging markets showing strong growth in recent years. However, like other emerging markets, it's facing some new headwinds. For AM Best TV, I'm Richard Banks. And I'm joined now by Vasilis Kasipis, General Manager for the MENA region at AM Best. Vasilis, welcome. Thank you, Richard, for having me here. Nice to be here. So perhaps you could start off by giving us a brief synopsis of the insurance markets in the Middle East. Uh, I think right now the insurance markets in the Middle East are going through a more stable period than we had in previous years. So if you think what we had to face, what the markets had to face the last uh, two years, it was uh, price of oil, which originally was very low and then it went very high. Uh, We also had the impact of the lockdowns with the COVID, now these things have uh, dissipated. We have a more stable economic environment. Some would say it's quite beneficial for most of the markets because you have to remember that most of the economies are dependent on the producing... uh, um, are dependent on producing raw materials and selling them. So... Uh, Right now, where the price of oil and gas is at a relatively high level, the economies are doing well, and with them, the insurance market is doing well. It's uh, also a market that has been... There are also markets that have benefited from a relatively prudent uh, fiscal uh, policy from most of the governments. But that refers to most of the oil-producing economies. We should not forget that many of the Middle East markets do not produce oil or or gas and they are consumers of it and they are facing a a much different situation. There the economic conditions are difficult like in most emerging markets where they have to import the raw materials for the economy to progress and they are facing a much more challenging situation. So not fair to talk about one sort of general sense of um, conditions across the whole region. Absolutely. It's a uh, tale of two words, you, worlds, you would say. You have the oil producers, which are relatively wealthy economies, and you have the non-oil producers, who to a great extent depend on the first group for economic and sometimes political support in order to continue um, operating. And how are those divergences reflected in the insurance markets of those? We are seeing, uh, as we progress, we are seeing more and more uh, divergence. These markets used to be very similar also because the oil producing economies, if you go many years back, were not focusing on the provision of services, including insurance. But as we are uh, going into the future, they are uh, diverging significantly. You have more and more large risks which are being insured in the oil producing uh, markets, which help the local insurers to grow. And they in turn are actually trying to expand in the region. Although we don't have many regional players, uh, we do see more and more of the larger insurers in some of the larger markets, like the UAE, looking into other uh, economies in the region as a way of expansion. 
so traditionally, perhaps the region was con was characterised by concerns about geopolitical risk, and those geopolitical risks now emerging elsewhere in the world. How, how is that reflected in the conditions in the, the local markets? Uh, actually, the geopolitical risks are there, and probably uh, they are very different to what it used to be. So, in the the Middle East has always been a, a, a region which had its conflict and quite a lot of it. Uh, having said that, now we are going through a period where we see the emergence of regional uh, powers. So Iran, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, uh, these are just three of the large players in the region who have their own external policies, not necessarily aligned with uh, one of the two strong blocks of the old times. And that makes the uh, situation much more challenging. Uh, at the same time, we have been having the impact in the region from what's happening in Ukraine. Mm. The Many of the countries have kept... A, uh, an ambivalent, you could say, position, not aligning themselves with anyone. And that has helped for a great influx of uh, people and funds from Russia, for example. So some of the markets on the Gulf are seeing a boom, especially in real estate and some other businesses, exactly because a lot of the money that would have been moved elsewhere now is finding its way into the Gulf because it doesn't have any other outlets. So that is helping the economies do rather well. So a, a dynamic situation, but how does that in, uh, influence the insurance markets in those countries? It, it does influence in many ways. So if you look at the insurance markets, the majority of what the companies are writing are motor and medical. Now, uh, for several years, medical was in the doldrums. People were not buying cars as they used to, to do. Right now, uh, the sale of motor cars are in very high levels. They, they are at historical highs in some of these markets. And also, the prices per unit are very high. So immediately, the uh, values for motor insurance uh, have skyrocketed in the market. We also see much more property insurance, although it's not so much of a take-up uh, among individuals, but we do see much more construction. And that is one of the things that drives uh, profitability in the market, because most of the companies actually insure and reinsure 100% of that risk. So they do earn a lot of commission from their insurers. So all that is helping the insurance market grow without even the introduction of compulsory insurances like we've seen in previous years where the markets depended very much on the regulators to help them grow. So we can't really talk about insurance developments in the Middle East without talking about regulation. Tell us a little bit about what's been happening on the regulatory front. Well, uh, the regulators seem to be focusing on same themes around the region. Number one is uh, solvency capital. They are looking to increase the solvency capital and in some cases to have risk-based capital. That changes the game as far as how much capital and how economical these, some of these operations are. The other thing that they are looking at is reducing the number of operators in the market. 
many of the regulators believe that M&A is essential because um, there is there are too many companies operating in a market. I would personally take a slightly different view because nobody has told me what's the ideal number of operators in a market, but let's go further. The other thing that they are looking, and that I think will have transformative impact on the market, is on governance. Uh, as someone described, these are markets which are uh, applying capitalism 1.0. So the owner is at the board and people, there are not that many independent directors. Now the regulators come to say, well, you cannot really do that. And I think that is something that is going to, to change the market as more and more of uh, the regulators will be re uh, reviewing how much control they have of these companies and how much they want to continue operating. Uh, the other thing that we do see is through a lot of these introductions, the cost of operating is increasing. The cost of reporting to the regulators is not just about completely, uh, completing a uh, handwritten form. Now, regulatory submissions are electronic. It have, they have to do, be done on time and much more detailed. So companies are seeing that as a significant expense where it wasn't in the past. So perhaps moving on from regulatory developments, we need to talk about IFRS 17, I'm afraid. Um, tell us about uh, the response from the industry in, uh, in your region to that. Ah, a, a beautiful topic. Uh, again, it's one of the themes that the regulators have picked up and uh, most of the markets are introducing or have introduced IFRS 17. Uh, the main thinking is that this is the latest golden standard of reporting and therefore it's going to help the industry uh, stabilize, grow and uh, increase its transparency. I think we are going to go through a period of a few years, I would guess two to three years, of um, great uncertainty among the key players before we go into the better times. Uh, we have owners of companies who do not necessarily understand insurance, and we're also seeing um, the introduction of IFRS 17. So many of these owners did not understand the details of insurance and maybe they understood things like premiums and profits. Now, uh, one of these two things are gone away. Premiums are in the footnote. So that will be one major challenge, understanding what that insurance company is doing. On the other hand, we have a lot of lines of business which will be reported as onerous. In other words, they are not making money and they have to be reported separately. That will focus the mind. But I would also hazard the guess, all of those involved in the insurance market know which lines of business are not profitable. So I'm not sure it's adding much. So IFRS 17, I would I would say, for the region, confusion before things get better. So, Vasilis, just to change course for a second, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the national scale ratings. Yes, uh, well, let me, a little bit of background, 
because not may, maybe not everybody knows that the AMBES ratings, the international ratings, are the only ones which are not having a sovereign ceiling. Still, and as we've mentioned before, there are two types of economies in the region, and there are economies that are being seriously challenged. Uh, and that impacts the ratings that companies can get, even, uh, if, even if you do not have a sovereign ceiling. So for these economies, sometimes uh, it is good to have a, a rating on a national scale which actually shows not an in international basis, but within the, the country, how good a company is in a relation to its competitors, purely within the country. And we have piloted the scheme in the region uh, with Egypt which is an economy that is a very vibrant insurance economy, but at the same time, uh, the, the economic conditions are quite challenging. So we've launched that in June, and we have been seeing really good uh, take-up from the market and demand from the insurance companies exactly because they want to show to their policyholders how good they are, irrespective of what happens in the uh, in the economy as i said it's a pilot we are reviewing it and we will see if that is something that we want and is worth expanding to other economies in the market but in terms of the economic profile there are several economies that would fit in the same way that egypt does Zillis, thank you very much indeed for joining us thank you richard thank you for having me here for AMBES TV, I'm Richard Banks. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AMBES TV, AMBEST Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.